1: Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host and excited to be here every Monday. I am Kathy Cook-Noble and we talk all things finance. Um, We talk, uh, it's all about finance because I always think it comes back to money, but really what we're talking about, if you want the truth, is how money works into your life is really what it is. We're not talking about necessarily how to make lots of money in bitcoin i'm not going to tell you what stocks to buy Uh, i'm not going to tell you i can't predict the market i can't tell you when it's going to be the peak when it's going to be the lowest when to buy when to sell that that's not what we do here Uh, in my practice as a financial advisor yep we talk about that stuff every day and in as a bookkeeping uh, finance company we talk about projections and cash flow and budgets and income statements and balance sheets and all that fun stuff. Um, and we talk that a little bit. We talk about that here. We just talk about it a little bit differently because we don't need to understand all the technical words. We don't need to understand all the um, uh, formulas and algorithms and all the stuff that genuinely confuses and frustrates people. That's really what it is. So. We we talk finance here, and I always say every night, you know, when we start, we talk we here to talk about finance, and we break it down so it's easy to understand and manage. And you just have to understand your own stuff, and all that's true. But in reality, what we're really doing is we're saying, how does the financial world, how does money, how do finances in general fit into your life, and how do we make that work? Because if we start to think of money a little bit differently. And that's what we try. I, that's what I always try and do. I try and do it here. I try and do it in my book. Uh, all ladies should use the F word. That was the book I wrote. Um, it's really for women to understand finances. What I do in my investment days in my financial world every day is I, I, I make an effort to explain how money fits into your life and how finances fit into your life. Because what happens is, um, we get a a false sense of what money really is and what money really does. And I think it's important tonight to talk about this because we're going to be talking about Christmas shopping and we're going to be talking about the holidays coming up and we're getting close to when Santa Claus arrives. And this year is different and a little bit unique in terms of our pandemic that we're all trying to figure out. We're all trying to navigate through. And I think tonight's a good night for, for us to talk about Uh, What money really is and what money really means. And it's, it's just another piece of the puzzle. So we as people are um, a combination of a lot of things, we need to have a healthy mind, we need to have a healthy spirit, we need to have a healthy body. Uh, we need to surround ourselves with things that make us happy and help improve our lives and our family lives. And, and from then, once we're happy, the spinoff is fantastic and enormous, because when you think about it, when you're around somebody who's happy and who's in a good spot in their mind and in their life, and you're able to spend time with them, you feel better. And you start to think differently. And you know, there's that saying, you are the combination of the five people that you hang around with the most. And there's a lot of truth to that because typically you, you hang around with people who are like-minded or, uh, similar in, in, uh, philosophy or similar in your religious beliefs or, or political beliefs, or just generally have the, the core foundation of values, the same as you. And those are typically the people we hang around with. And if we're hanging around with people who have a negative attitude or, um, they're constantly under stress or they're, they're constantly complaining. Um, We have people that complain all the time. And if we're, we're, if we're hanging around with whiners and complainers and, and people who are always negative, then, then that, that gets into your brain, which is your, your hard drive to your body. And when you start to be in that position, you start to think negative and you start to be negative. And then we all know, well, we might not all know, but we can all know because it's available here on the Inspired Choices Network. When we start to talk about how we energetically behave and interact with the world, um, these are there are huge opportunities for you if you're out there looking for something that you need to get better energy, you need to feel better, your your health isn't so great or your mind isn't so great with your mindset, then I encourage you to reach out to any of our hosts here on the Inspired Choices Network. Um, there's some wonderful, wonderful people. There's Jen Wood and there's Jackie Motts and Christine MacGyver. There's all kinds of great hosts on the show and they are more than willing and happy and able to share their vastness of knowledge and um, abilities and, and insights and experiences. And the Inspired Choices Network is really all about uh, how to bring it all together and be better yourself. And with that, I think it's super important because what happens is if we get ourselves into this funk and we're not around surrounding ourselves with the right people, or we're not surrounding ourselves with people who are are moving us in the direction we want to go, then we end up not going in the direction at all that we want to go. And we end up going backwards sometimes. And And the better we are, the better we can be for our family and the better we can be for our friends and our neighbors and our community, and it all beautifully works together. And today, when we talk about finances, I I want you to just think of money as um, another tool. It's just another tool that works with the water you turn on from your taps, the car that you drive to get to work, the fuel that you put in the car. The money is just that piece of the puzzle that helps to feed some of these other uh, tools that we need to survive, and and tools that we need to survive, and what sometimes what we need to make us happy, and sometimes people I talk to them and what makes them happy is traveling, and obviously we're not doing a lot of that right now, but uh, a lot of people they like to travel. Other people what makes them happy is that they can sit in their backyard and read a book and have silence and solitude and maybe meditate or take yoga or do some kind of exercise or just walk their dog or um, sit with their dog and read. It's completely independent and it's completely personal. So if you're happy having family and friends and playing cards on a Saturday night, then that's perfect. That's exactly correct. And if you're happy because you've got you know, a million dollars in the account and you can rent a helicopter to fly somewhere for the weekend, or you can travel more often. That's also exactly right and perfect because it's all individual for each of us. And that's what the, the key factor I think in money really is, is how do we need to use it to make our lives and our families' lives better? So how much we get, how much we need, how much we want, All that becomes into play when we figure out what it is that we truly want and truly desire and the kind of life that we want to live. Uh, Some people would be perfectly happy making $50,000 a year, and other people would be perfectly happy making $500,000 a year. And they're all right answers because it's whatever makes you happy. So tonight I'm going to talk to you about Christmas. We're, We're just a few weeks away, and it's incredible how fast it has come up because the year just has been so full of, uh, so many changes and so many adjustments that we've had to make. And it's, it's been frustrating for a lot of people. It's been scary for an awful lot of people. It's been, uh, nerve wracking. It's been, uh, depressing. There's been opportunities. There's been, uh, some people that have benefited, some people that have clearly not benefited financially. Um, It's been the, the strangest year we've had in a very long time. And maybe it's the strangest year we've ever had, depending on our age and what we've been through. So this pandemic is, I think, if it's done nothing else for our finances, it has taught us or at least hinted to us if we haven't heard it or listened to the lesson, it's it's told us and whispered to us, some people it's yelled very loudly, that it is time to look at your finances. It is time to understand what exactly you need in your house to have income coming in and income going out. How much is that? It has taught us that we should look at the future and figure out what we want it to look like, and then how do we back engineer that to make that future happen? Uh, I think the year has taught a lot of people that they aren't prepared for an emergency. They've taught, they've, uh, we've taught a lot of people, uh, especially I would say in the United States, our friends down south there, because here in Canada our healthcare system is different than the the U.S. I mean, all healthcare systems are independent of their country, but. I say that between Canada and the U.S. because they are quite different and we are neighbors and we're very close geographically. So I, I think a lot of people in the, the United States have learned that they may not have the right the right coverage for their health care. Um, there's a lot of people in Canada that have learned that, that they need to be more prepared with their health care because although there's that that misnomer out there that all healthcare is free in Canada, it's actually not. We don't get everything for free. Um, We pay for it in our taxes, but uh, there's a lot of things that are not covered under the the healthcare plan where you would have to pay for it yourself out of pocket, or you would have some kind of health benefits package or group benefits at work that would help to offset the costs of that. Um, These are things that people are learning that it is very important to them to look at what they're doing in their jobs, where they work, uh, what the work offers. Is not just about how much you get paid in salary, either hourly or flat rate salary. Uh, it's a lot of times has to do with the whether or not there are benefits, whether or not there are opportunities to advance. There's a lot of pieces. That work together. Whether there's pensions, uh, we know that personal, personally, we know in Canada that those private pensions are uh, falling by the wayside. So there's a lot of companies whose pensions are either eliminated or they're significantly reduced. So these are all things that I think people are starting to learn because they've been forced to learn it. And unfortunately, it takes a, a pandemic sometimes or a crisis for us to be forced to look at at certain parts of our lives. And these particular parts of our lives are the financial parts. And it's unfortunate that we're forced into looking at them now, but hopefully that is the wake up call that some people needed to start to evaluate their tax, their their, uh, finances. Some people needed to do better tax planning. Some people needed to do tax planning. Uh, But when all is said and done, I think that the people who hadn't been paying attention to their finances, this forced them to do it. And I hope with that, they were able to do some some good planning, either on their own or with the assistance of a professional. Uh, You certainly don't have to have a professional like me to do it. It, It's sometimes helpful uh, because it's what we do all the time. And it's sometimes faster because we're doing it all the time. We sometimes can navigate quicker through things, um, but it's, it's not required. Absolutely not. And you can do it yourself. I firmly believe, and this is what I teach either clients or through our investment club, the the Wise Women Wise, which is the Women's Investment Social Exchange. We teach that you can understand it yourself and you should understand it yourself. So tonight, when we talk about Christmas, we're going to talk about Christmas shopping. We're going to talk about some things to look for. Um, We're going to talk a little bit more about how to be prepared financially for Christmas. Um, we've talked about that uh, and we will be talking about that again. We'll talk, we've will we talked about it before, we'll talk about it in the future uh, because it's important that we're ready for our Christmas season that is fast and fast and faster <laughs> approaching. It seems like we're, um, we're, it seems I feel like every time, every Monday I wake up, I'm moving by weeks instead of days. It's just, uh, it's been really, really pretty, pretty uh, interesting these times. Um, but that's what we do here and I'm always happy to take new topics on or take topics on that you are not comfortable with or you're confused about and and frankly that's where I get um, just about all the shows uh, the topics is they've come from somebody who has a question or who has a concern about something and they want to know more about it or how to understand it Uh, the only thing I can't tell you on the air or either through the, the radio show or through the TV platform is I can't give you stock tips. <laughs> and, uh, those are the, those are things that are a little bit more in depth that need a little bit more information, um, from your personal standpoint, but, uh, we certainly can talk about any other, any other piece in finance. Um, and we can talk about stocks. I just can't tell you which ones big. pick. So, uh, We're going to take our first break of the night. We just come up to our first break. And when we come back, we'll we'll talk about Christmas shopping. I'll give you some information. Like, I think, I think last time I talked about American stats. And tonight, I'm going to throw in some Canadian stats and some, some changes that were which you probably are already going to be able to predict some of these uh, stats and changes to shopping this year so don't go anywhere you are listening to financially speaking on the inspired choices network i'm your host kathy cook noble and we'll be right back
0: too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt we're scared confused and don't know who to talk to eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email Host at Network.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspirechoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back. You are listening to Financially Speaking or you are watching Financially Speaking, depending on uh, how you've tuned in uh, on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And before we went to break, I was just sharing with you uh, way that we want to really adjust our mind about money and just start to think of money as a tool. And I think once we do that and we stop putting all the pressure on ourselves and, and frankly, putting all these expectations on money, which money doesn't see, feel, or think about us whatsoever. So once we put that in perspective, then I think you'll, you'll feel better. You'll feel a weight lifted off your shoulders. And you'll start to really put, money into perspective and just see it as another tool that we use and the importance of how we have it how we uh, place it in our life and what we use it for and we start to get serious about um, the perspective we have on it so it's just like food or anything where there's certain foods that make us happy there's certain things we buy that make us happy there's certain things that are good for us like saving or investing your money for the future there's certain times that we just want to blow it and have a good time by going to a, a, a movie or whatever it is for entertainment. And once we put that in perspective and we realize that we're tracking it correctly, then we'll, we'll have a healthier mindset about it and we'll have a, a healthier um, relationship with money. So I want to, tonight we're going to talk about Christmas shopping because it's, it's, it's the season for sure. So I want to share with you some interesting information about my fellow Canadians and I suspect that my American friends out there are in a very similar situation just uh, a little bit different on the numbers because the population is significantly higher in the United States but Canadians right now uh, are preparing to make some big changes to their holiday plans this year And the new poll that they had, this is just from the 1st of December, shows that nine out of 10 people are planning to either modify or cancel the season's events uh, due to the country's rising coronavirus cases. And keep in mind, of course, we know that we're being told we must um, self-isolate and keep our circle small. And we've got zones here that you move into yellow, orange, red, so on. Once you realize that, yes, there's some regulations and requirements, but there's a lot of people I'm going to share with you these stats because not everybody cares whether or not the government has these regulations in place. So when we talk about this poll, there's over five in 10 Canadians that are going to reduce their contacts or socially distance more during the holidays with about 34% saying they're canceling their plans altogether. So there's 34% of the population that is, is saying, you know what? Uh, we're not doing anything with Christmas. We're not visiting anybody and nobody's visiting us. So that's a lot of, of people that are immediately, like right now saying that's it, we're canceling. Now it's, it's similar for the New Year's Eve, by the way, because there's only one in 10 saying they'd go ahead with their normal plans on December 31st. So one in 10 people, are roughly saying that they would just forget it and go ahead with their plans anyway. They're not making any modifications. That means nine out of 10 are either canceling completely or making modifications to their plans if they have them. So Daryl Bricker is uh, CEO of uh, Public Affairs and he is reporting on uh, the statistics. And he says that um, the Canadians that are planning to stop or cancel their holidays this year was shaping up, they're calling it like no Christmas we've ever had before. That's how they're referring to it. And of course, I think we can all realistically think of that. There's 88% of the population that are changing or canceling their holiday plans. Well, I just told you that 34% of them are canceling them all together. It looks like Christmas and New Year's, is (laughs) they're referring it as gonna be like a Grinch's dream where everybody's basically canceling everything they were doing. And if they're not, they're probably modifying it considerably for the season. Uh, This comes during the record breaking second wave of COVID-19 and it's set a lot of the countries, cities and provinces into lockdown here, uh, similar to our American neighbors, similar to a lot of people around the world, but we see it most most, um, affected here daily because we see the news reports, especially here in Canada and for the United States. Uh, The case numbers we are looking at have affected everybody mentally and and there's a physical stress and physical concern and we know that when we're carrying a lot of stress that affects our bodies and our mind uh, it also affects our finances because we worry about that uh, according to the poll, it's interesting because for those of you that don't know canada the geography very well we're a huge geographical body with populations spread out across the country so in our Earth, what 33 to 35 million population it's the size of California when you think of it in perspective but the vastness of the the geography is gives us uh, an automatic ability to distance more so than California does because of the the tightness of the court the court the area that they're they're in for population Um, but there's a Atlantic side of Canada and there's the um, Maritimes and then there's Ontario, which is the middle of uh, the the country. There's a lot of it's it's no different than moving from Florida and getting a different accent in Florida, and getting to Cal to Texas to get a different accent, to California to get a different accent, to Detroit to get a different accent, and different customs and different interests and and different uh, goals for people in the population. So think of Canada like that. You're moving across the country <clears throat> from east to west, which is uh, is very different in culture and very different in values and ideas. Uh, it's also very different in opinions on what to do with Christmas shopping and Christmas plans. So according to the poll, the whether or not Canadians are modifying the plan also dis- is def- decided based on where they live. So those in the Atlantic part of Canada... They're least likely, they're the ones that polled least likely to change their plans. Isn't that interesting? Now, Ontario, where I am, uh, we had the most respondents saying that they were going to either cancel or change their plans. It was about four in 10 Ontario uh, residents that are planning to pull the plug on their events uh, for the entire Christmas and New Year's plans, which is kind of interesting. Um, there's a, obviously, we all have different hotspots and different, areas, different cities that are more susceptible because of the population concentration. But uh, people are starting to modify their behavior, and that's involving all their family contact and celebrations. So, in terms of Canadians not following the health, the public health advice, there's over 10% that are going to go ahead with their Christmas plans. Uh, New Year's plans, holiday plans, despite any lockdowns or restrictions, they don't care. There's 10% of the population. They're not going to let this affect their time and their um, holidays. So even after we take into account our population, uh, an estimated 3 million, just over 3 million Canadians expected to change their plans, that if they change their plans, it could cause some problems. So despite that, the optimistic number of only 10% of the Canadians are still gonna follow the advice that they're given. So if the Health Canada says shut down, lockdown, isolate, whatever, then there's 10% they're gonna follow that. It's also interesting because the trend is aged, people aged 18 to 34, that is the most, uh, the highest demographic that says we're not altering our Christmas plans and we're not altering our New Year's plans. So the 18 to 34 bracket, is the ones that are least likely to change their plans um the other interesting thing that we have to look at is there's a lot of the people that are trying to figure out a way to gather because they're feeling that um the ones that are are trying to keep their plans and trying to have um their gatherings and festivities that they would normally have they're finding that they they're trying to do this because they're the ones that are reporting the highest mental health effects and the most difficult mental health effects as a result of being asked not to gather with friends so there's a we've all heard we've probably all heard there's a huge increase in mental health uh, issues there's a huge increase in uh, domestic violence and child abuse and alcohol abuse and drug abuse because of being isolating the way we have been for the last several months. And the population of our group here in Canada that wants to carry on with their plans are the ones that are most uh, highly rated in the surveying about how they've um, been affected with the highest level of mental health reports. So it's interesting, it's, it's, it's scary stuff. It's scary times, it's, um, it's hard to know what you, you know, there's obviously everybody's got different beliefs, but it's hard to know what exactly is working, what exactly isn't working. Um, all the information that we're getting and learning is, is on, a, on a, sometimes a daily basis and it's all new research. So we have no historical evidence to see how it is going to play out. At least we have history where we can come back and, and look at different health issues and say what worked and what didn't work. We don't have that right now. So we're just hoping that what we're doing is going to work. Um, Also, what we're doing uh, in Canada here, about one-third of the Canadians said they're going to be doing more online shopping in comparison to when the first wave hit, but we're 53%, so they're going to be doing the same amount. So we're probably going to be doing more online shopping. The interesting thing here is the older demographic, the people between 35 and 54, they saw the big boost, the biggest boost of trying to shop online. So you've got a whole new demographic from a a retail marketing point of view that you're going to have access to shopping online. So that's an opportunity for the stores to get an online presence, have some kind of e-commerce site so that people can buy online. The other part of the poll that revealed that when people are shopping local, there's only about 17% of Canadians said they'd be ordering more from a, a local restaurant than they did during the spring versus 23% said they're going to be ordering less from the local restaurants during this um, than they did the first wave than they, to this wave. One thing we've been hearing a lot about is local shop local. We've been hearing a lot about uh, all over Canada the United States it's on the news it's in lots of different uh podcasts and television shows and so on um they talk a lot about buying local supporting local um how to uh support our community and there's a lot of truth to that I know here locally we are seeing a lot of uh restaurants shutting down some of them shutting down permanently we're seeing a lot of stores going out of business and some of the stores that have gone out of business have been around for a very long time they're not just startups and it's, it's very scary. And I always find it very sad when I see a business, not make it. Cause I, I like to see businesses succeed. And I think it's always a, a bit of a, a bit of a, a depression to see them not make it because I know not just from that, it's not just a store that's not making it, but it's a family that uh, wasn't able to make the the business work and they probably invested their own money in it. It's probably they've gone without an income for the time that they're doing it. They may have employees that now affects their family. There's a huge spinoff to businesses not making it. So those are the the things that I find really sad when you see it because I know the spinoff that goes into that. So one of the um, one of the the focuses is a lot of people are 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 promoting to shop um, local. And to buy gift certificates, or to order food locally, or to order online. And, uh, and I, I can't disagree with that. Um, as we just talked about at the beginning of the show, the spinoff that we have from our, our ment our, our own self, and the mentality we have with Um, and our mindset for money and how that affects us if we're happy about it and we have the right perspective then we're able to have a good relationship with it a good relationship usually fosters more uh, of a good relationship and then we have good money and money makes money and and we we just work in a very healthy way it's the same with the community so if we're shopping local and we're we're doing our best to support our neighbors in our community, then that keeps our economy going locally, which means more families stay employed, your friends, your family, uh, and so on, so that we can continue to, to build a local economy. And if each local economy helps sustain itself, then that overall keeps our economies going. So we'll talk tonight about um, the, 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 the hazards of shopping, um, and the importance of shopping, and, and just different things that we should look at when we're shopping for Christmas. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take our second break of the night. And when we come back, we'll talk more about shopping and Christmas and getting into the spirit under this new COVID rule. So it's Christmas with COVID and we can still enjoy each other and we can still enjoy the season and um, we can still shop. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network and we will be right back.
0: It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspirechoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and tonight we are talking about Christmas. And what we're going to talk, what we've been talking about is uh, the fact that statistically people are making, uh, most people are making modifications or they're cancelling their events altogether for Christmas. And depending on where you are, that, that could be mandated. That doesn't mean that everybody's following it. But um, as we just talked about the stats where some people are just going to do their thing, whether, whether or not it's mandated. But um, one of the things we need to, to really think about is how we're shopping. And we started talking about shopping local and some of the advantages there. We also need to to think about what we're buying. So uh, this year I would suggest uh, try and buy stuff that is going to be a little bit more in line with the person that you're buying it for. So maybe make things a little bit more environmentally friendly so that we are able to dispose of stuff, make sure that things are um, a little bit easier to access. So with that, I mean, send the gift directly to their house if you're ordering it online so that your fewer people are handling it and and frankly we don't know the exact number but i know our policy is to let something sit for at least 20 48 hours before we touch it when something gets delivered um so if people are are looking at that then i would suggest order your gifts have them sent to your um the person that you want to the gift receiver so make sure you send it to the person you want to send the gift to and that way they can if they have to have it sit for a couple of days, it's also there on time for Christmas. And the nice thing about that is it's um, a little bit more safe for them. It's a little bit um, less stressful for them. And it's a little less stressful for you because you also know it's arrived on time and it's gonna be there for Christmas. So I would say if you wanna just in, take, a, t- take some extra time, you've still got enough time if you're ordering things online, to have it shipped directly to your, your recipient that you want to have received the gift. Um, it's, it saves on shipping because you don't have to ship it twice. It saves on time because you know it's gonna get there and you can track it. And it also helps be a little bit more COVID friendly so that people can have it sit and, uh, and then they can access it. Um, also with the shopping, we want to have a look And we want to see that it's following some kind of budget. So I mentioned, I've mentioned in the past, as you all know, about tracking your cash. And we want to do the same with Christmas. And we want to make sure that we're paying attention to who we're buying for. We're um, paying attention to how much we're spending. And we're paying attention to what our overall budget is to spend. So if our total budget is X, then we are keeping track somehow, either on a spreadsheet or in a book on who we're buying for and how much we're spending. Because the other thing about COVID that we're finding is sales online are up, not just because people are more fearful of going into stores, but because we're at home, it's easily accessible, it's more accessible because we have the time to be surfing online Or to be buying stuff and it's extremely easy if you've never bought online it's uh it can be very easy to do and very very um simple to spend money so they make it easy to spend your money so this is why this year i encourage you to to be aware consciously aware of what you're spending and how you're spending it and where you're spending it because it will be very easy for you to get out of get out of your um plan on what you're going to spend and just go out of control and spend way more and way way much, way um, more dollars than you had originally planned on spending. So this this year we want to make a conscious effort to really keep track of our dollars. Uh, I know with a lot of the retail stores, they're saying that uh, they're, the black crowd or the Black Friday crowd, historically there was lineups at the door. They didn't see it the same way this year. Um, A lot of the retail stores are saying it sounds strange, but they're hoping to have fewer people in the stores, so they'd rather you shop online, they'd rather have social distancing, they'd rather have fewer people come through the doors. Um, Sales were up about 10% in the first part of November and have been fairly strong through the pandemic on appliances and computer accessories which especially the computer stuff makes sense because everybody's a lot of people are working from home and schools are from home doing virtual stuff Um, the online shopping though uh, there's opportunity for you to uh, actually control your spending because you're not going to have the the point of sale impulse buys If you go online and you're searching for certain things, there's an opportunity to be more structured, you're not going to have any pressure of a salesperson. So if you're thinking about shopping for the season and the holidays, then think, okay, if I go into a store, I have to change the way I dress. So there's not just going into the store and running in to grab something. You're changing your, your dress. You're changing the way you interact with people. You're changing your habits on how far away you're going to be with people. You're changing yourself to make sure that you have hand sanitizer. I know anywhere I go, I, I've always had hand sanitizer in my purse. So I was kind of ready for the pandemic in a sense. But I'm very conscious to make sure I keep that full and we have hand sanitizer all the time. You have to make sure you have your mask. You have to make sure that if you're going with somebody or you're taking your kids, they have to have the exact same thing. So, I know in Canada, we have um uh and I know in the northern United States you guys have this as well, but when it comes to weather in the winter, you know, we have snowstorm. We have to it, it, going out is 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 a big project when you have to put your boots on and your mitts and your hats and your coats and and your scarves and be prepared to go outside. Um, you, you plan it in advance because of the weather. Well, it's the same thing for COVID. You want to plan it well in advance because you have to get your proper dress and you have to have your masks and your potentially uh, gloves and hand sanitizer. And you have to be in that position where you're social distancing. You have to make sure that um, your cart is, the if you're gonna push a cart in the store that it's been sanitized correctly so there's a lot of things to consider the the reusable bags that we've gotten in the habit of using with shopping some stores a lot of stores you're not allowed to take those in so you have to make sure that that you don't forget those and you leave them in your car and then when you come out you pack your your belongings that you bought um from the car and at the car so there's a lot of things that we have to consider and change in our thinking when it comes to shopping this year Um, the other thing we need to remember is because of the pandemic, that we're, they're, they're seeing a lot of shortages in inventory and you're seeing a lot fewer items on the shelves. So you have to know that with an inventory shortage, you might not have the product in the store that you want. You might not even have it online, frankly. And you might have to start today so that in two weeks from now, you're going to be able to even get the item that you're looking for because there might be an inventory problem or a stock problem because it's just how it is that we have the inventory shortages going on. Um, there's uh, just seeing here with Best Buy, some of their stats when in Sudbury and they said some of their busiest days or biggest days were the Black Friday lineups, but this year they didn't open early and instead they've been offering holiday bargains for the last few weeks. So this is another opportunity that you can see is you don't have to wait for specific days for sales because a lot of these retailers are doing it now because they're trying to spread that out. They're also trying to entice you to shop earlier. So if you haven't started shopping, start thinking about it now. It's gonna, for those last minute shoppers, it's gonna be a lot harder for you to shop last minute because of store hours not being as as long uh, because of inventory controls that I talked about or shortages. So, you might have to be buying gift cards. And we've talked about gift cards in the past as a way to control your spending and to monitor your spending. Well, now you're going to have to potentially buy gift cards for gifts uh, for your family and friends that you're buying for. Um, so, these are some of the, the ideas that we're talking about when we are shopping and what we're planning on shopping. And right now, you want to, I, I would suggest you want to. Start if you haven't started now, then start now, at least make your list of who you're going to talk to or who where you're going to go, who you're going to buy for, how much you're supposed to be spending, how much you want to be spending. Um, because what's going to end up happening is if you leave it to the last minute, then you're going to be in a rush and then you're going to be upset and you're going to be disappointed and probably in a bad mood, which is going to put everybody else in a bad mood, and you're not looking at it from a healthy a holistic healthy way where you want to be mentally happy and healthy you want to be physically happy and healthy and you want to be financially happy and healthy which is where i focus on mostly so when we're doing some shopping please keep in mind that we want to get started we want to look at our options this year if we're shopping online if we're shopping local um, figure out you know what stores we want to, to go to and where are we going to what are we going to get when we get there Um, Keep in mind that you might have longer times to wait to get into the store, not necessarily because of the crowd, but because of the limitation on how many people can be entered into the store at one time, Uh, the size of the store will dictate um, how many people you're allowed to have in. Uh, I know I've been to big retailers and small retailers and you're only allowed so many in the store. You're only allowed so many in a section of a store at a time. So for example, if you go to Costco and you go into the the cold section, um, you're only allowed to have so many people in that area and you have to wait. So there's a lineup to get into where the vegetables are, for example. Uh, These are all things you have to prepare for when you're going to go shopping is you're going to have lines to wait not just at the store but you're going to have lines within the store potentially you're going to have to social distance waiting to get to the till to check out Um, you're not going to have the um, the option to for a lot of places to um, use your reusable bags you're going to have to put it back in your cart and load up at the car uh, unload your cart at the car and organize your bags and at the car at that point. So there's a lot of things that we have to be prepared for with our, with our mindset. And we have to be prepared to keep distance from people, keep our hand sanitizers handy, keep our masks, absolutely. We wanna make sure our masks are, are proper and uh, accessible all the time. Uh, there's an awful lot of things this year that we have to think about that we never thought about before. We have to make sure that things are Santa friendly at the house. So we have to make sure for the little ones that Santa has enough time to uh, get all the things that Santa needs. There might be an inventory shortage. There might be a case where we're um, needing to wrap our presents and we need to make sure that Santa's got some space for his presents. Uh, These are all things that we need to consider this year that we haven't normally considered because we just get up and go and think, oh, we need to you know, a lot of these stores are open till late or have midnight madness. And and a lot of them aren't doing that this year. So at midnight, we're not going to run out and grab that gift that we forgot or grab that, that uh, whatever we need for dinner. <laughs> and we'll talk about the last part of our shopping is going to be our grocery shopping. So why don't we take our last break of the night and we come back, we'll just wrap up our conversation about food, because it's just about time for dinner, isn't it? So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back.
0: Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show, with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back everyone. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network. And now we're gonna talk about food. Yes, that's right, if you're just tuning in, it's a money show, a finance show, and we're gonna talk about food. Because with that, it's our uh, Christmas planning that we're talking about. So we were talking about planning for shopping, now we're gonna plan for the food part of it. So Christmas dinner, whether you are having any um, gathering, uh, whether it's a smaller gathering, whether it's just the the people that live in your house with you and you're gonna have a special Christmas dinner, Uh, We always need to plan because Christmas dinners are usually special in terms of uh, they're not our average everyday dinner that we put together. There's a lot of work that goes into it, a lot of of preparation that goes into it, a lot of expense because groceries are more expensive now. Um, And you have to also keep in mind that when I talked about inventory shortages in the stores, it's not always um, available in the grocery stores either. I have found myself just being in different grocery stores, Over the last few months, that inventory is not as abundant as it was on a lot of staples that I wouldn't wouldn't normally see them not having in the stores. And I mean, even big chains like Costco, and I've been in there and they haven't had stuff on the shelves, which they normally do. Um, So you want to plan for this. So my suggestion is take a piece of paper and draw a line down it. And on the left-hand side, write down the meal plan and make say you're going to plan whatever you're going to have for appetizers and drinks, whatever you're going to have as a main course, whatever you're going to have as your sides, whatever you're going to have as your desserts, whatever you're going to have as um, snacking foods for later, either that evening or the next day. Um, And then on the right-hand side, just match up when you're going down, whatever the groceries are going to be, that's going to make that dish. So if you're going to need a turkey, for example, or you're going to need potatoes, or you're going to need milk and butter and, oregano and whatever it is that you need for that, make a list of the groceries that you need to buy to complete that particular dish. And then when you go to the grocery store, you're going to be able to pull out your list and you're gonna know that you need breadcrumbs for your stuffing. And if breadcrumbs is on the page, then you know that everything else you have at the house so the only thing you need is the breadcrumbs and then you've got your stuffing ready. If you need the turkey, then you know you're, you're gonna have to get your turkey and I would suggest don't wait till the last minute for your groceries because you will be disappointed uh, if you don't get them early enough. But it, it's that fine line between too early so the food doesn't go bad and uh, just too late where they're out of stock. So do your list while you're doing your gifts, Do your, do your meal list and plan your meal and what you're going to serve to your family, or if you're having a small gathering or whatever the case is, I would suggest plan for it and be prepared for it and then go out and get it and stick to your list. That helps you with your finances that helps you stay on track with your budget by tracking your cash. So lists I find are very helpful if you stick to them. If you take a list and then you don't stick to it, then you've kind of defeated the purpose of keeping yourself on track with your finances. So same with your gift giving and purchasing, stick to your list, make sure you know what you need and and who you need to purchase gifts for. Um, And then just do your very best to enjoy the holidays. I know it's different and I know it's going to be unique and I know it's going to be not exactly what we had planned this year. And, we just need to remember, though, um, and as and as unfortunate as is, and as sad as it is that we're not going to be able to do the big parties and we're not going to have all that time with our friends and family, we have to remember, just like your finances, the bigger picture, to have a good, stable financial future, have investments for your retirement, so you can live a happy, comfortable life. The adjustments we're making for this Christmas are so that we can all be with our family and friends next Christmas, and we want to keep everybody as safe and as healthy as we possibly can, not just financially abundant, but also in health. We want them to be safe. So please just evaluate what your position is and what your what your plans are for the season. Plan for it, take the time, you're at home probably anyway. So take the time and write it down and be organized, be prepared for your gifts, be prepared for your dinner and be prepared that next year, we will hopefully all be back to having big parties and festivities with our family and that they'll all be there with us because we followed some of these guidelines that are meant to protect us and our family so please be well and take care of yourself and in turn by taking care of yourself you're taking care of each other and i think that will make us a much healthier much happier group of people in our communities and we will be able to help our communities Uh, so join us again next week and every week of course on financially speaking and we will tackle different financial topics Uh, and you're invited uh, always to check in on the other shows and join us on our podcast we're in over 50 platforms we're on binge tv there's all kinds of ways that you can enjoy the inspired choices network and share with your friends or plug yourself in to be a host But always tune in and please contact us and join us every week right here on Financially Speaking.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking radio show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.